Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your host, Georgia Garlic. And Mark Garlic. <laughs> Mark wasn't prepared for that. You're trying to arrange his microphone and we'd started a bit too early. Um, but he's here. Bark Garlic is back. <laughs> A um, Couple of weeks off the old poddy cast. Uh, reason being... Just work, really, to be quite honest with you. Sometimes just, you know... Why do you have to bring it up if you don't bring it up, then? Nobody knows, yeah. yeah. Well, they do, because we do have people saying, like, when's the next podcast? And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we are back. We're back in full force. And today we're talking about something where it does require you to do full force, and that is exercise intensity. Um, we're also going to talk about range of motion. Yeah. We're also going to talk about recovery. Yes. And then all the fun things in between. So Yay. sit back, but you're probably not sitting. You might be walking. You could be walking. I hope you're walking. <laughs> or maybe doing a chore. I love doing uh, chores and listening to podcasts. Yeah, it's weird, actually, because whenever I clean the house, I never put my headphones in. But when yeah. you seem to hoover the house, you always have like... Oh, there's nothing better. I guess, you know, I like the sound of a hoover, though. That's, no, that's there's nothing so better. Just a good podcast or something, or like a good playlist or something like that, and then just hoovering or cleaning, washing the dishes. Yeah, I think music changes lives, honestly. Yeah, it does. I think, I think podcasts do, obviously, as well. Hi, everyone. Um, but I do think music. Music and training, like people that don't train with music... I I, I, I have I, actual I really issues. Judge people. I judge people like that. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's not judging. I don't judge somebody. I just think. No, I'm I judge. not sure we're the same. I judge. We're the same breed of human. Yeah, because in that sense, like I, I really, I just judge the person because you really have to, not in a negative way, and just you just have to be in a very different mind space but then also i could judge you train. because like how many times do i like go over because like, we've been training together and you're like listening yeah. to like some fucking scientist talking to you in your headphones i'm like just about to go and do an rp like nine out of ten or something yeah. i do not want to be listening to like a scientist talking about quantum like ai mechanics. or quantum <laughs> like i need to be like somebody screaming in my ears or like a really deep techno or to like, like bring some... myself through yeah, but, but to be fair you do literally listen to like one song on over repeat, and over yeah, and over ADHD. and over again so. but like i genuinely and this is the difference between me and you is i genuinely will obliterate like one song or like one set like if it's a really good set like because yeah. obviously I, my preferred music is is techno like but like not not like hectic techno like what would you describe because we were talking about this at my because sometimes there's so many hectic. different variations of let's say the word techno comes in so many different variations mm. from like house know, techno which is a little bit softer a little bit more like and then you've there's got like, like very commercial techno which i would imagine i wouldn't necessarily i'd like we we had this discussion the other day when we were in the car i think there's dance there's edm then there's techno, which I would say you could classify, and some people would say we're wrong. Someone like Fisher is a bit techno-y. Well, do you know what you would say, right? Commercial, your old client Becky Hill, that's commercial house. Well, then she also does drum and bass, doesn't she? Her last... That Mark, no, 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 we're not trying it's to search a, a song here. Please stop doing that. It's a banger. Um, 
but she's just she's like in the house I would say she's like she's more commercial house like she's in like a lot of like more chart stuff than like Mm. sets as such Fisher yeah I mean Fisher's a little bit more commercial now and then you go from that into like you know like yeah, and then you go even further into that, into, like, drum I, All I can say is that, like, you know, I used to rave a lot back in the day. So did Mark. Um, and then Adam we Bayer, grew up. Um, and then you go Adam Bayer is not nice to listen yeah, to. Yeah, then you that's go hectic. that deeper like, techno. If you want to have an like epileptic Germany, fit. Like, imagine going to Berlin. I, wanna, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Your last epileptic fit was in Montenegro at a rave, wasn't it? Yeah. When you decided to watch Prology. Prology. If Prology? Knows, what the fuck? Was it Prology? What's Prology? <laughs> What is it? What is it? Prodigy. Whatever the the fucking heck. What is prodigy? Who were you listening to? Prodigy. Prodigy? No, no. Prodigy. Are you being that weird over that? No, you're saying prodigy. Where's the L? What? You said prodigy, not prodigy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I got completely (laughs) wrong. And it wasn't. It was like just the way you say it. No, it's like when you say millennium. Okay, well, you don't need to hit me where it's vulnerable, okay? I can't say the word millennium. Yeah, literally, we do it for hours. And prodigy, yes, prodigy. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, let's go mental. back on track because, you know, anyway, I just think exercise and music is something that should go hand in hand. If you don't listen to music, then... Mm. Please try. Some people are like, I just don't want to listen to anything. I just need to zone out. But if you're in a commercial gym no, and not listening to music, that's a no, problem in just, my eyes. Like, you're a psychopath. If you want to zone out, then just put some, like, yoga music on in your ears, you know? Or just put your noise-cancelling headphones Some, like, on. rainforests or, or, like, whale noises. Not when you're training. And this is what we're going to talk about today is exercise intensity, which I'm going to bring us back on track so we don't start talking about rainforest music. Um, right. So, I think... In general population terms, exercise intensity is a strange topic. And the reason I say this is because Mm. I think for many, many years, people always assumed that when you mentioned the word intensity, it was something related to sort of like HIIT. So like high intensity interval training, technically. And that's where I think like if you were not somebody that regularly lifted weights or were in part of the strength and whatever world, uh, you would probably have assumed that exercise intensity should then directly correlate with high intensity exercise interval training. Now, what we're talking about today is very, very different. Okay, we're talking about exercise intensity throughout, obviously, resistance form training. So strength and conditioning Mm, training, mm. weights, lifting weights, shall we say. Oh, God, how banging weights. Mm. Do you know that's a bit weird? Shifting tin. Um, oh, God. Have you got anything not, like, insightful to say today? I've anymore? got loads. I'm just waiting for I'm just tin. waiting for you to shut the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> so today we are going to talk about rate of perceived exertion. And we're also going to talk about where you really should be sitting with your exercise mm. intensity. Yeah. Again, I want to come back to the point of myself and Mark are specialists in strength and conditioning, resistance form, biomechanics. We are not specialists in the sense of like, we're not running coach, we're not CrossFit athlete, we're not any of this thing. So when we talk about exercise intensity, <laughs> we are talking directly <laughs> about what we train on a daily basis and mm. how our clients train. So mm. it does 
depend and vary you know there's always different types of exercise intensity depending what exercise you're doing yeah. but i just want to bring a highlight to that it will vary depending on what so talking let's ask some questions then mark yeah go on oh thanks yeah ex- what is rate of perceived exertion and what is the what are you asking why yourself? is it important <laughs> Um, right, Mark, switch on because no, I'm, I'm, you said ask questions, so no. that's a very that's let's establish what that means because some people might not understand what you just said. Well, exactly that. So let's go on to what is rate of perceived exertion, and actually, no, tell people why exercise intensity is actually important in the first place mm, when it comes to progressively lifting. Uh, exercise intensity is very important because the metabolic adaption and the mechanical stress that is required for muscle hypertrophy is almost represented in in intensity and when they've done uh, muscle hypertrophy studies they've realized that there needs to be a certain level of exertion to signal muscle protein synthesis to then prompt the adaptation for uh, muscle growth to happen so if you're essentially going into the gym or training at home and you're not essentially hitting that threshold or the movements that you are doing don't substantiate a high enough rate of perceived exertion then the benefits for muscle hypertrophy are not going to be uh, you know experience because you're not exactly setting off the signals required for adaptation to happen in the first place so then setting out and trying to quantify your intensity to make sure that you're training hard enough makes the most common sense so that you can then be certain that every time you go into the exercise uh, into train and uh, you're getting the most bang for your buck in terms of like actually seeing progress yeah i think it's also important to say that like we spoke about exercise selection and it was a podcast that did really really well recently actually just because people were very interested about that topic but i think it also comes down to exercise selection so when mark says like you know you need to be training at hard enough intensity to obviously adapt you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to then repeat the same movements every single session mm, um, mm, mm. and and expect to obviously mm. re, you know every time your rate of perceived exertion is super high in them we that that this is when it directly links to exercise selection because there's going to be certain exercises that your rate of perceived exertion needs to be much higher than others sure, you know yeah. you can't necessarily mm-hmm. expect like on certain smaller muscle groups mm-hmm. you know that you're going to be seeing as um higher rate of perceived mm. exertion like in fact mm. when you look at something like the smaller muscle groups or let, let's take the upper body so not your back yeah. i'm talking like your upper body smaller muscle groups obviously they require a little bit more volume and also like tlc to obviously cater to building mm. muscle on but if you go and do like you wouldn't necessarily like i would never work i would work myself to relative failure in a way but i always work myself to a relative rep range most of the time mm-hmm. and i think when um it comes to like the actual rate of exertion like you don't really want to be taking um like upper body exercises and just working like a four to five six rep range like it's almost just pointless in my opinion because mm. you need to be getting adequate volume through mm. so your mm. rate of perceived exertion wouldn't necessarily be the top end of like a lower body like exercise or something of a bigger muscle group mm. it would tend to be less and so when we look at rpe we're looking at it on a scale of one to ten 
And so we always suggest that clients would train on the upper end about an eight out mm. of 10. Mm. I would say that naturally myself and Mark probably train more like an RP of nine on average, like, you know, but my low, coming back to the point, like if you're doing the smaller muscle groups mm. um, with exercise selection RP, you probably would only be sitting at six, you know, until you get to those last reps of sets where it's obviously a struggle. Mm. Um, because, you know, because RP is always say is so different to then looking at something like, I don't know, like a, a trap bar deadlift or a leg press or like a squat or a deadlift or, you know, RDL. Like these are things where we push for a lot more weight, which naturally means additional resistance is obviously going to make it mm. harder, but we don't necessarily work for huge amounts of volume, you know, in the sense of like in your rep, in your sets, you're not doing like 12 plus reps of no. like huge amounts of weight, which means your no. RPE needs to be... Yeah, the weight needs to be relative to the amount of repetitions mm. that you're doing. And if you do a certain amount of repetitions and you finish the set and you ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how hard was that? If you're sitting at below a 6, then the chances of you reaping the rewards of building muscle, building strength is going to be 0%, which, again, some people are like, you know, you can't necessarily... Uh, diminish people's uh, efforts to exercise because there's a lot of other quantifiable benefits for moving your body but this is under the assumption that people are going into a training session or resistance session with the hopes of adjusting their yeah. body composition changing getting stronger getting more muscle definition again there's certain prerequisites that's why certain modalities yoga Pilates, bar, all these movements, again, we're not trying to diminish them. They're very good for, you know, the heart and the soul. But are they at a threshold to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, to see muscle gain, to see strength gains? The answer to that is no. The, the, the threshold and the stimulus presented by those modalities are far uh far below the, the, the threshold required or the rate of perceived exertion, which I think needs to be 6 out of 10. The thing is, though, I comfortably say this, and I was saying this to you the other day, and I, you know, I, this is going a little bit off topic, but it's still on the same topic of how uh, many women that obviously, like, uh, I train and you train, you know, who we look over, whether they're online or we train, you know, if we train somebody in person, they're always going to be at relative weights they should lift because we're the ones doing it. But, you know, same virtually. But with our online clients, there's loads and loads of times I see, like, our female clients lifting and I'm like, way you've got so much more in the tank. Like there is like, this looks mm. far too comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and again, I come back to Mark's definition of what we're talking about is for somebody that wants to see like mm. great muscle definition, a really good body composition, feel strong, feel fit, feel healthy. Like we're not talking about somebody that just needs to plod along. You know, we're yeah, talking I about those that want to take a physique goal yeah, to different. another level. But so, you know, I, then come back to the point of how many I personally think and hand on my heart and whether you're one of our male clients or not hopefully you don't take offense to this females women are by far stronger than majority of men that train okay the only stuff that limits women 
is either how much they're put down in a gym space by men yeah. or the fact that they just don't think that they should be lifting that oh, yeah. because they're like, well, yeah, that's isn't that's a bit big? That's yeah, a bit big for me. I shouldn't necessarily be doing that. 90% of the battle. And the, the biggest thing, the biggest change I saw in my own training was just like, you can't have this element that just because you, evolution has said you're a man and you're a woman does not place you in the realms of who's stronger. You know what I mean? And like mm. you should be weaker and you can be stronger because in my eyes, it should be either equal or the woman's stronger. <laughs> like, so I just think it's one of these things when it comes to RPE, it's quite hard for, you know, I see specifically with women lifting weights, feeling comfortable enough to go, do you know what, I've got this, 100%. And sure. I see this with so many clients yeah, who sure. I know, I know have got a huge amount of physical strength to give, but what's holding them back is that almost, yeah. you know, it's just not what society has really told me I should be doing, you know? And I, you know, I will see women row with like, even like a 10 kilo dumbbell and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like that is, you should be doing double. Do you know what I mean? They're like, what? At Fuck, least, yeah. really? Like, you know, and it's one of these things where, especially when you wanted to see muscle growth, like if you're not taking your training to this relative intensity where like, you're like, fuck, I don't know if I can do another rep. Or, like, to the point where, you know, you're working at relative rep range and you're increasing these weights, you're getting strong. You know, you're not, you're just not going to see the ideal result that oh, you want yeah. to. And I think, again, it comes back to pushing yourself out of your yeah. comfort zone with RPE and being also really quite honest with yourself. Like, being honest with yourself in your training is something that's going to see you surpass physical like limitations 101 because if you say to yourself oh that was kind of easy but it's all right we'll just we'll just do it again do you know what I mean it's fine it's exactly yeah. why if you want to see great muscle growth you need to go in with a structured like strength program you can't be going to group classes and expecting to see yeah. our ultimate results because a group class is great for community get you moving get you fit get you healthy but you know, it's too much volume, it's too much chop and change, it's too different, or it's too again, repetitive. That's also quite a good thing to also try and quantify, is that there needs to be a high level of intensity, but too much or too high intensity then has a very negative impact. So let's can you try and quantify or just talk through... I think what happens or, or why too much or like very high intensity for a person that is, let's say, potentially sedentary or has a history of being sedentary, why that would be problematic? I think we come like expectations are always an issue here because, again, I think I link it back to exercise selection. So usually when you see the words marketed like high intensity, you're looking majority of the time, might be a couple of dumbbells involved, do you know what I mean? But it would be more body weights. And it's the reason it's high intensity is you're working for periods of time as hard as you possibly fucking can, you know? And then you break and then you go again. But the problem with that, sort of uh, rather than high intensity RPE where you're doing, uh, I don't know, heavy backwards lunge with like huge amounts of kilos for eight reps either side, is that 
the amount of volume that's done because you're doing as much as you physically fucking can in a time interval, do you know what I mean? That also means you're damaging exercise technique form. And again, for somebody that's sedentary, you're what, you're gonna get up now and just start throwing yourself on the floor and think that your body's gonna be like, yeah, this is great, you know, it's not. And the thing is though, I always say this with clients, is a lot of people come to us and they are obliterated from doing all of this stuff. And you know, no matter what age you are, obviously the older you get, the worse that's going to have on you know effect it's going to have on you because likely is you would have picked up aches and pains from numerous injuries or whatever from whether it was just your day-to-day lifestyle or exercise so when you look at intensity with a sedentary individual and they look at something like high intensity exercise they're thinking about how much can I do and how quickly can I do it and I need to get it done Mm. you see when that's a massive problem now high intensity again on our form of methodology of training which is obviously resistance based Mm. where we're lifting you know there comes to Mm. a point where there is going to have to be a relative amount of recovery so i would say that you know it doesn't mean that you're limited as a sedentary individual to then be training at an rp of like fucking eight out of ten nine Mm. out of ten but then what would come in with the sedentary is you're likely to feel a lot more feedback you know Mm. because you haven't really done that and your body's like what the fuck so you know your recovery then becomes more important Mm. so you know because your body's like please like give me like a day off you know this Mm. is too much so but a lot of the time with an all or nothing mindset towards exercise say you're new to it or you've been very sedentary and you think fuck I'm a lazy fuck I need to get up and do something Mm. is it does go all you know like nothing or all Mm. and and that has such a direct effect on picking up injuries that then stop Mm. you do Mm. you know what I mean like Mm. so many times again like how do you behave after an injury do you get back up and you say right well I need to work on those weaknesses and I'm going to have to do that and suck it up or are you somebody that's like oh I'm going to sit there and just do nothing Mm. unfortunately a lot of professionals say to people when they're injured like don't do anything it's like oh wow that's made it so much worse Mm. you know you know it's not to do it's just about what you are doing it's not like don't do something it's what are you doing Mm. so you know I come back to the point of like intensity exercise selection you know weird when we talk you know rate of perceived exertion as i said heavy weights against like resistance based training that works normally within a rep range of 6 to 12 6 to 15 mm, so mm, it not mm. like 45 burpees in a minute you know mm. and and so these have very different contexts but i do think you know don't think that if you are somebody that's a beginner that you mm. you have to be training at such high intensities all the time. You don't, mm. but you need to be, when something gets comfortable, that's when you need to be thinking, I need to progress this, mm. you know? Not, this is comfortable, I'll stay comfortable. Mm. Um, but again, you know, let, let's quickly talk about recovery. Go on. Because I think, again, coming back to this all or nothing mindset with training, mm. is a lot of people think, well, you know, the more I do, the better, you know, and it and it's not the case, mm, you know. Mm, mm. If you're a proper gym rat, which I would definitely describe us as, when it comes to rest day, it's almost torturous, do you know mm. what I mean? Because, like, we fucking love training. But, like, by the time I get to my rest day, which today is one of them and yours mm. the same, my body mm. is literally like, please give me a rest day. Because my intensity has been so ridiculously high in the sense of what I've done relative to what I've been doing, you know, mm. the volume, that by the time it comes to rest day, you should be like, fuck, I'm ready for this. And if you're not, can I be honest with you, if your body's like on rest, you know what I mean? And you're fucking pumped, ready to go. You've got no sort of like, oh, wow, mm. I felt that. You're not training hard enough. 
And how many times have we had conversations with clients where... I wish I had that... Uh, fem, 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 fem. <laughs> Fuck, should we bring that in? Yeah. We, you know, like six years ago, we said we were going to do an entrance fucking tune to this podcast mm. that went down the drain, didn't yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we just talking about? Let's do it. Uh, uh, if you're if you're not uh, feeling some form yes, of okay, uh, so doms or at least some form of you know stiffness or at least a sensation of exertion, then I should, like it's not okay not for you to be rigid in doms. Be, be but be honest. If you're a beginner to taking yourself through ranges of motion, okay, remember this. Okay, forget the additional resistance. Mm. This also comes down to the range of motion you're putting your body through that it's never been through or mm. hasn't been through for a very long time. Yeah. So imagine then just like, except, like lengthening or stretching through it, like something you're uh, mm. you're obviously going to get feedback. Now then go and put additional resistance on top of that. Mm. You can understand why you wake up and you're like i can't sit on the toilet you know mm. should you be like that after every session no like i don't get so like we wouldn't get doms do you know what i mean like mm. i wouldn't wake up and be like oh my god but i would get feedback that i've had like i'm fatigued do you know what i mean so like yeah. i'm like i don't know how i'm going to be able to do my this set like mm. because i'm fatigued but mm. Mm, that then mm. obviously the stronger you get the more muscle you have your recovery is like we put ourselves in a very good position to recover mm. but that's also another thing how many people do you put to, to put themselves in a position to yeah, actually recover properly sleep very, food nutrition you know but we say to clients all the time they're not like a couple of weeks in we'll get like a check-in and it'll be like loving training <laughs> Yeah, I just this is exactly what we get somewhere. Loving training, oh my god, blah blah blah. Um started doing some running after the sessions, do you know what I mean? Oh, don't Georgia, you <laughs> No, I know I could and I'm like and I've said this me. to so many clients. Yeah, just thought I'd just jump just hop thought up I just, and just, a, just, hop just up drop. and do a pull up and then hurt myself oh clients if you're listening to this please stop doing that because you only end up worsening yourself we have a lot of people that are like, i've just tried this and now i've got raging lower back pain i'm yeah, like oh it's the reason yeah, why yeah. you shouldn't really be trying it um in the first unfortunately there's just stepping stones in life we all have to yeah. go through those stepping stones to it get will. to different levels you know what i mean and we have to be patient with those stepping stones yeah. you know we can't be all or nothing with it but a lot of time it's like oh i, I I thought I'd do some running after my session and I literally turn around oh, to them I and know, I know, yeah. I've said this so I many know, times I know. and I say, I'm sorry to say this. Please don't. No, not that. If you have got enough energy in the tank to be running on the treadmill for 30 minutes after your fucking training session, you are not training hard enough. Preach. Like, I, you know, no. and this is again, like, this is not... That is a preach. This is coming down to what we would program for somebody... You could look at that and you could go, right, I don't know, let's think of a superset quick. Like like a just a yeah, like just a, a very simple squat, one, like a, yeah, a split, split squat, squat and a one arm row. A one arm row, do you know what I mean? Mm. And like they have done a split squat like comfortably mm. I don't know, for you know, twelve reps either side, not yeah, progress but their then, weight. Like you said, it's the come when it comes down to rates of perceived exertion, you know, that person's the first person comes in and does a what a four or a three out of ten. And then the other person comes in, 
and does a nine out of ten, it's completely different outcomes. Yeah, it really is different, completely different outcomes. And I think it's one of these things where you know you. But have the to... person that does the three out of ten then finishes the session and goes, "Well, that was easy. Maybe I should yeah. do more." So, because... so if you look at an exercise for what it is, if you don't understand mm. the technicalities, the range of motion, the tempo, mm. or tempo, I could go on for fucking ages. Yeah, like but let's know, let's just assume that the, the person neglects all of that. So they come in, they no, grab a four I'm kilo saying, dumbbell, they rush the reps. That. Do you forget know what I mean? that. When people look at an exercise, they go, okay, cool, I'll just get that done. Do you know what I mean? It's like that mm. split squat one, okay, cool, I'll get that done. Mm. Not going to bother about how I'm doing it, why I'm doing mm -hmm. it, what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Where is your purpose, is my point. You definitely hit on something uh, with regards to the purpose and the intention of the exercise. Because again, if you're going in and you're rushing through everything, you're daydreaming, you're not focusing on, like Georgia said, the tempo of the movement, the uh, proper weight selection, then of course you're going to finish the session and think to yourself, well, I need to do more. Yeah. But in reality, when you go into the session and you and you pick the right weights and you go through the allotted amount of volume and frequency, you should not be able to then go and exert yourself after that. Yes, and you know, I you do you, do you know what though? This is I think we've just I've just highlighted in my head, and again, it's not a conversation we haven't had before, but when. So let's just put context. Let's bring you back to 2000 and fucking Christ, not in the 20s. So obviously myself and Mark have been gym owners. We've opened up gyms around the world. We've also been in London. We've always been client facing, okay? And when we went and turned, we always had an online element. It was very basic, but we always had an online element to our business. And then when COVID hit, we had a complete and utter surge in not only following, but obviously engagement and people wanting to buy from us and how could they do it. But again, because there was more mass market, the price relation became a bit of like an issue because we are a premium service in which we pride ourselves in the fact that we offer a premium service. Our clients, we have very good relationships with. We don't take on anybody and everybody. We like to know you. You like to know us. We have a very, very good relationship overall. Now, now put that kind of service to a mass market who's coming in hot and fast for training in COVID at home. Mm. So we felt a huge amount of pressure to create training programs that were catered just as like you ticking over, okay? Mm -hmm. And I remember receiving messages from somebody that purchased like a beginner program like mm. years ago saying, um, mm, mm, mm. saying, oh, I bought it this so I've gone through workouts, like, they're so quick, and, you know, like, like it's just, like, it's too easy for me. Like, I, you know, can I have a refund so I can go to the intermediate level? And I thought, how can you even educate somebody on the fact that what you've just written and put together, for example, is a fucking great training session, but mm -hmm. what comes down to it is what's your purpose utilizing that? Mm -hmm. Is it because you wanted a structure to get it fucking done? Or mm -hmm. did you want to look through all the training principles and actually think, am I doing this properly? Because they're mm -hmm. also trying to edge. And that's when we were like, I physically can't do my job, do you mm. know what I mean? I can't, and sh nor should I, for being mm. paid absolutely mm. fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, like, in the grand scheme of things, you know, 
should I be giving out the advice that like a premium client of ours, you know, the coaching client receives from us in order for them to think that that training program is a viable mm. option for them to be doing. And this is when I was like, I have to do my job. And I think you were the same. And I think we like saying that this, this is entirely highlighted reasons why we took so many elements of our business away and focused mm. entirely on a bespoke coaching because yeah. we can't. And again, you know, it's, it's this whole thing of like, when you have a very good client relationship, relationship and your clients trust you and your methods and it mm. works they're obviously going to always give you feedback like should i be mm. training like, is this looking is this you mm. know and you're going to mm. be like yeah no you need to push harder that looks great well done do you know what i mean keep mm -hmm. it going mm -hmm. you can't do that on a basic generic program no. you just physically fucking cannot because no. a lot of the time people are just not interested and mm. so that's why you have to take yourself into a, a niched market enough of those that are interested mm. so that they do see the best result from mm -hmm. it. So I just, I, you know, it's one of these things where like people think it's so, e like it's so like straightforward, like what the fuck. I but, don't like, think so because again, when you, if, if that's most people's preconceived notions of it, then that's fine. But then again, let's look at, take your your feelings out of the equation and let's look at the the statistics and the data look at your physique right now and look at your physique five years ago like if you haven't made shitloads of progress and you look like a completely different person then you probably need to pay attention to certain elements because a lot mm. of people spin their wheels do you know what i mean and they go round and round in circles and they just look the same you know, whether they're uh, people that go to the gym very often. It's so demotivating, because let's be honest, let's take it back to a vanity point here. Let's, like, and I've been fucking morbidly obese, little fatty, being called being fat, left, right, and fucking center. I've been abused the whole of my life over being overweight, okay? And then I decided, you know what, I've fucking enough of my own shit, do you know what I mean? I'm gonna sort this out. Now, I've been in these situations where you're going to have stagnant progress, do you know what I mean? Because if anything, you're the one that's making it stagnant. And I think yeah, this is of course. one of these things where if you are somebody that sits there and complains that you're in the same position, but you've not changed anything, then you're going to probably have a bit of an issue. And I see this in the gym quite a lot, where people come in and they just do this set, like we're in there obviously five times a week. Mm. And there's obviously people in there also five six times a week probably seven times a week because they're thinking to do more than less you know what i mean and they're literally they're literally doing the same exercises seven days in a row like mm. and they're not they're not increased on weights they've not you definitely know that they haven't seen physical yeah, they, progress they're frustrated yeah, you can tell like, they're frustrated yeah, but just everything like, and then people don't like take it back to the, the vanity point yeah people are like this doesn't fucking work because why why only recently mm. and only when people are like you need to exercise 15 minutes a day for your heart health otherwise you're all gonna die do you know what i mean that people actually why do you exercise because i can tell you what if, if i if i didn't see any kind of my muscle vibes mm. if i did not look the way that i look right now and i put that much energy and effort into something i'd not do it mm. i'd be like fuck no, that sure. i'm not interested everybody goes to the gym or lifts weight or exercises in general because be they want to look better yeah they yes. want to look better they want to feel better and you so. can't say that people go yes they go for the mindset reason but your mindset is a product of your day-to-day -day routine do you know but that mm. is a you know yes there are anomalies in every situation there are predisposed situations with general population or whatever. but the usual times the same as why in the UK nobody can seem to pull themselves out of their ass until it comes to a summer holiday 
it's a vanity purpose. You don't want to look shit in your fucking swimming shorts or bikini. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I better go to the fucking gym and get on the Yeah, but again, bike. I guess we can't. Like, it's just that that, that is the Brit, that is the UK. Yeah, and then you wonder why. You've yeah, got how many people is, out of work? But that's the National destined. Health, so here we go again, that's on the fucking floor. No specialist to help all of this. And then you shortchange. None of us professionals can agree with each other, which is just embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? You've got people saying left, right and centre. I would say, I would personally say... Mm that the nutrition market is fuckity fucked fucked like that's fuck that's really so fucked i don't think we're ever going to come out of a fucked no, nutrition industry no. i'm really unfortunately i, I can't see so. it happening it's just one thing after the next i said to mark that if you actually listened if you had done everything that the media had told you to do you'd probably be dead in the terms yeah. of your health like you know it's like the next fucking article the next article drink this have that don't do this do this mm. don't do that oh suddenly smoking helps you lose weight don't do that oh you've got heart cancer it's just like you know it's just like never ending mm. but you know it's one of these things where i just don't i i personally i just don't it, it's it's a shit show because when it comes to actual exercise, yes. you've got people that form into little communities, like, yeah, like let's diets. put it into communities, like kind of like diets, but you've got like, like Zumba dance, Zumba. dance oh exercise, do you know what I mean? No, 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 we know, we fucking know the Zumba instructor, yeah. But people um, like that because they just clap and go and do a grapevine and yeah, there's hardly any yeah, energy really yeah. putting in unless you are a Latino yeah. with hips that don't yeah. lie. Do okay. Let's be honest, me in a Zumba class would be a coordination of a fucking you just want to shake your hips to a little bit of reggaeton. We look, get and, and look, people are like, dance makes me feel great. Good, it's exercise. Cool. cool. Okay. And then you've got like CrossFit, like yeah. Olympic lifting. They're slightly different, you know. Oh God, yeah. they're probably fine. You've got the calisthenics then, group. Yeah, you've got... You've got the HIIT group. You've got the body weight group. You've got yeah. Pilates group. You've got the yoga group. Bar. You've got the powerlifting group. You've got the strength and conditioning anal group. Then you've yeah. got the like bodybuilding um, group. Yeah, you've got but, the bodybuilders. I would say that, like, relative to the industry that we place ourselves in, in the sense of methodology that we're mm. qualified in mm. and, and enjoy, mm. we would slightly agree with each other. We with would. What? With, with, who? Ev- with other with an industry opinion of things. We like it's not as warped as the nutrition where people it tells people mm. to do like fucking absolutely balls stupid things. Yeah. You know yeah, what I, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like it's yeah, not gonna be yeah, it yeah. would be a programme of oh no, sorry, I think they should be doing four sets at eight reps rather than Yeah, you know, yeah, like, oh, I see what you mean. Say. It's it's a lot more standardized where you're gonna you know, everyone's essentially gonna give you a variation of a squat, a pull, a push, just the fundamentals of human movement because again there's only so many ways your joints can articulate. There's only so <laughs> like many there's only a certain there's only so well, many well unless you're and this like, is the thing, like everybody cool. needs to realise that we haven't really invented anything in the last sixty years and we're just polishing turds in different yeah. colours, trying to all market market it. But to also people. now you've got access to it all, do you know what I mean? You've got all yeah. access to the polished turds on every app yeah. you possibly want. But again, <laughs> like how did how did we come to the that well how did I come to that uh, conclusion was when I was bodybuilding and I hired you know 10 of the best coaches over the the eight year span of my uh, competing years hired coaches for preps and stuff like that and then when you lay all the programs out it's all the same thing yeah but it's all the same just, calories exactly it's all the same macros I mean the training would be different okay Georgia you're gonna do 
25 sets of leg extensions and you're like that's weird and then one person's gonna be like you're gonna do you know 42 sets of you know uh, lunges and it's all everyone's got their own kind of confirmation bias and in, in, in no, one but what way I'd or say other, is that like you you're not like I see people the only time <laughs> I see people get obviously belittled on social media like when you're just doing something really stupid do you know what I mean but also I get very entertained at the moment <laughs> how how many women have got their flaps out whilst exercising now forget the you know the the flaps out is becoming a bit of an issue. The other day, I saw a guy who's a really supposedly well known fitness influencer, mm. and I even saw a woman comment underneath saying, "I love seeing your adductors. I know the muscles that are worked." I thought that's not her duct, that's her fucking flaps. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it was literally like the way she had filmed it or the videographer had filmed it. I thought like. Yeah, I know it's for, but like, I just thought that is so intense. Like, it's too intense. It's like a gynecologist But I feel with my like... general rule of thumb is when that comes to, the more that you've got your, your flaps out, the less you yeah, have to give. Yeah, and then although we're doing something like a sumo. Intellectually, and I know that, you know, that can, some, some people would say that's quite derogatory, but like, the reality is, it's like, if you're just getting your fucking beef curtains out, you've got very, like generally it's not followed by like some nuanced take on you know how you help people it's basically vanity for showing look at me i'm you know yeah but then so again like it is one of these things they're always doing an exercise and i come back to like if you're doing something stupid like you're always going to get something you're well, doing in, a like... bicep curl but the whole camera is focused right on your arsehole yeah well i mean but again like i i have to say like i'm look I, I think women like that in gyms are unbearable. But it's I the mean? same like, for men. men like are the, fucking even worse. With the, with the guy who's consistent, who takes his shirt off in the middle of the gym, and you're like, excuse me, dude, have you not heard of hygiene? Uh, it's not even the man taking his shirt off. It's just how men just are fucking around everywhere that they shouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? That's literally... My, my favourite is all the... Do you know the other day, the, the, in case, no, 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 we did. train together at the moment, and I don't know whether or not, like, you know, I need to look like I'll strangle you. Do you know what I mean? That's mm. all my... My goal is like I look. I want to look like I'm going to put you in headlock. You're going to be did, worried. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yes. that's where my goal is. Mark's like, yeah. Yeah, fuck, I wish you'd yeah. do that to me. Yeah, I wish you'd fucking choke me. I'll be back on the choking anyway. Yeah. Um, I do, so anyway, I went over to this guy who had been on the the leg because we've got obviously a structured training program. So we follow it like fucking structured training program. We train together, mm. but we superset exercise. One of us will do one, the other one will do the other. Do you know what I mean? Then we switch. So this guy had been on the leg press for like fucking ages and our next round of exercises was used utilising the leg press. So I thought, this guy's been sat here for like 25 minutes on his phone. Like, this is a bit of a fucking joke. Like, I'll go over because like, you know, bro to bro, he probably still wouldn't give it to you. Do you know what I mean? No, so I was not. like, hey, like, how many sets do you have left? Like, you know, just out of interest, you know. And he, mm. <laughs> he said, quite a few. And I was like, okay, like how many so I could just roughly know, like so I could just like maybe just have some information that I could get on with my like my my time. You've been, like, I didn't say you've been here for 25 minutes, but you fucking have. And he said, mm, probably about 12 sets of calves. I just thought you're such a fucking bellend. You've just put 200 12 kilos. 12 sets of calves? Yeah. No, but that was after 25 minutes of doing the same fucking thing. He was texting. So he probably, he was texting in between. 
But every. But then are you again? You wonder why you walk around and you got legs that resemble like a bird. You look like a flamingo. Yeah, like no, no, don't. But then you wonder why, and you sit there and you just think, and you're like, yo, my my genetics are bad, or this is the problem. Oh, should I be training for my endomorphic? My macro split is like no, it's because you take twenty five. Do you know what pissed him off the most? Was I was like, cool no worries I've got no issue just watching you put like 200 kilos doing a calf raise you can't even straighten your legs but whatever anyways because there's another seated like leg press slightly different do you know what I mean that mm. we were like no worries like we can just fucking switch over let's not make a problem about just gonna ask you see if you'd be polite you're not classic and then like we go and he got re- he got really shitty the fact that somebody actually knew that oh sorry you can't just take the leg press because they actually knew what they needed to do in case they can, didn't have the leg press but I do just think that kind of attitude just like yeah I mean as I said women with their flaps out men just fucking with an ego that they don't need for such a average life do you know what I mean like it's not something it's very weird yeah. it is a bit weird people mm. but um, mm. no obviously mm. I come back to the exercise that what we were actually talking about but I actually want to move on to like range of motion because mm, it's a huge talking huge, of the calves, straight. I mean, when I say like you can't even straighten your legs, like yeah. defeats the purpose of doing calf yeah. raise if you're literally on the yeah. You're not. The you're thing not. is, like, yeah, it, we don't necessarily want to sound defeatist in a way, but it's like if you're not doing things properly, then the chances of you leaving, uh, like I was saying to one of our clients who who had just come on board with us, who won the twelve week body transformation competition uh, that we ran on social media and he submitted a whole bunch of videos and even though he was he is incredibly strong impressively strong you know the vast majority of the reps are you know let's if you were like in a lifting competition and you had to grade them you know it's a fail so the and I'm, I'm not trying to mean that in a mean way but, but it's you're just here to look, you're trying to, to learn. Qu- we're trying to quantify it okay pass or fail 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 okay you've done 10 you've supposedly done 10 reps but essentially you've done zero so the reality is that i know it's it's when when you try and quantify it like that it's it can be a bit daunting but then the reality is, is just imagine how much progress you're going to be making when you actually fundamentally go through a full range of motion and utilize the joints in their full capacity and so on and so forth just imagine how much progress you're going to see and that is the one of the largest discrepancies we see when we start training people online oh virtually God, yes. or face to face it's like you are doing just because you're doing a squat doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it properly and and that goes for any time of exercise and i think range of motion is one of those things that is definitely the largest contributor to progress that a lot of people are missing out on absolutely and i think also I would like, you know, we we talk in a manner which is to those that like come to us and expect a result, you know, there's going to be some expectation there, you know, you would have either seen the fact that we could produce results with other clients or how other clients train or, you know, a lot of times people when they get in contact with us, they're like, 
I love seeing like your clients do. I love seeing what you do. I love following everything you do, blah, blah, blah. So you're coming for a result, you know? And if you then go in with zero purpose or will or want behind getting that result, what do you think the result's going to be? There isn't going to, it's going to be bare minimum to what you expect. And so when we come to range of motion, it's one of those. You want to come and like completely adapt your physique, okay? So you want to build lean muscle tissue. You want to look in shape. You want to look stronger, fitter, healthier, but yet you're doing a quarter lunge, okay? Where does that gonna get you? Exactly mm. the same as, I say this a lot to our clients, mm -hmm. specifically obviously normally it is online because like the virtual and in person, it's obviously us speaking. So we set it relative to the client. Mm -hmm. But you know, I always say like, when I see video, I'm like, right, you need to take off like half of that weight. Mm -hmm. I'm like, take off half the fucking weight drop the ego, do you know what I mean? And realize that mm. I would rather, and as a professional qualified fucking certified coach, do you know what I mean? It is like watching, it's like my, it's like stabbing forks in my eyes when I watch people do half reps. Like, mm. I, it, I might as well take the fork and I might as well twizzle it fucking around a few times mm. and then detach it completely. Like I, it honestly is probably my biggest pet peeve is watching people exercise with, Mm, additional weight heavy mm, amount of weight mm, mm. doing it like a quarter rep and they're like yeah i've done 15. Ooh, ooh. men for example jim in the last gym that we trained him mm. i'd be doing like eight reps to me nice and controlled and in that same time a man's picked up like double threatened obviously and done 65 reps just you know but it's not reps i mean you can't call it a rep when it's literally mm. a quarter rep and so when you I, you know, Mark's like, oh, a pass and a fail. Like, yeah, it sounds really brutal. But like, what do you expect from, from it? You're mm. coming to learn, do you know yeah. what I mean? You're not coming to be, unfortunately, if you have a personal trainer, mm. I would say there's a happy medium between being spoon fed mm. and having to do it yourself. I've always said this, do you know what I mean? Mm. There's a lot of people that need, they, they're not as self-sufficient, do you know what I mean, at all. They've got the additional income. They don't want to think about it. And that mm -hmm. is when you're really... So, but if you're online, you've got nobody watching over you unless you're videoing yourselves to send it to us, do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you know, when you come to learn, you're coming to learn, do you know what I mean? So that you have the confidence to go into the gym and do it and not fret and feel like you can make progress. Mm -hmm. So you need to do it properly. <laughs> if yeah. you're not going to do something properly why are you doing thing it is, at all but it's 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 also like you have to do it properly because you it, want to see the most amount of progress so many injuries when but you the, don't the, properly like if well. you do a quarter rep on the squat your hips don't articulate you you don't uh, for example put certain muscle groups through eccentric loading where the vast majority of muscle hypertrophy occurs so a lot of people think that when the signaling for muscle to to grow comes on the lifting portion of the exercises but it's not it's no, the eccentric yes. it's the lowering under resistance that causes the hypertrophic signaling and signals muscle protein synthesis so if you're doing a quarter of the rep and you're doing a quarter of the eccentric portion then what about the other two thirds and also so then it comes down to like as well you, like and again it's not to sound defeated uh, like, um, I, I wouldn't carry on apologizing about but again it. it's like oh like what are you actually doing nothing 
and like you you're essentially just accumulating junk volume when you're not going through a full range of motion which is going to accumulate with you know muscle dysfunctions or a breakdown in your biomechanical gait cycle so on and so forth and but like you're going into the gym under the assumption that you're doing something really positive and you're doing something really beneficial but then it comes down to like you're not really doing anything well, the, but but yes, I think you know, you're, in the sense of like what you're trying. If you're going in there to achieve, I am going to lift weights, and I need to do it in a structured manner. And you're going in and doing quarter weights. Yeah, you're not doing anything. But it, you know, it, you might see. But again, I also then come down to that effect it has on the tempo that you train. If you're doing a quarter rep, you're going to come up much quicker. Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, if you did a quarter squat back up, squat, you know, you're going to be mm. training quite fast compared to if you went the full mm. range back up. I say this all the time. One of the biggest comments I always get is just like, you know, my range on exercises, you know, this, also the speed. Mm. Like when people, like people are just amazed at how much, like how would you have so much control? Because I built it. I literally mm. have worked on trying to make sure because my goal is obviously to grow muscle, but also to get strong, really, really strong. I've got to put myself through the most challenging parts of those movements for the longest duration of time to get me comfortable, obviously relative, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing an RDL at the speed of fucking lightning, do you think that when I come to then lift, and so I pick up the bar, done eight, 10 reps, speed of fucking lightning, put the bar down do you think that my grip strength's going to get better do you think that i'm ever going to be able to progress the weights because my speed is what's affecting me mm. i haven't got comfortable holding that amount of weight i haven't got comfortable loading that amount of weight so then it comes to the point of and it is pointless do you know what i mean mm. so i always say to people like no point the same as like Top of a pull-up, straighten your fucking arms. Like, mm. go and try because it's really hard. And then you'll mm. be like, oh, it's really hard. And then you'll be mm. like, oh, why is it so hard? Because you need to strengthen all the surrounding muscle groups. If you don't, don't like, it's like one of those things. How do you straighten your arms? Like push-ups. You've got men walking around with T-Rex arms. Also women, do you know what I mean? T-Rex, mm. T-Rex, T-Rex arms. Because you don't ever straighten your arms. Mm. When was the last time your elbow even fucking locked out? Probably in 1960. Mm. Like, the point is is the mm, fact that mm. then imagine you've got t-rex arms joint muscular dysfunction because you've not been training very well mm. or you've never put the range of motion required through mm -hmm. those joints that's needed then you're going to go and do a bicep curl okay you can't even straighten your arm so where do you think that's being pulled into exactly mm. you know then you wonder why your shoulders internally rotated and you can never you'll never be able to grow your arms because you'll never be able to straighten them mm -hmm. you can't work the full range you know so i come at the point it's like a, it's a cycle a cycle of of life that clearly I'm so passionate about. Mm. But I always say to people, if you want to get stronger, understand you actually need to get there. And by getting there, it means you need to put the fucking stepping stone work in to achieve what you're so desirably wanting to achieve. Yeah. And again, you know, speed you train is fucking everything. Literally everything. Mm. No, I'm not saying you need but to. But too like slow is also counterproductive because if then you... it, if because then I have uh, I have seen certain individuals that train at such a slow tempo that it steals away from their maximum potential to then uh, improve their cumulative volume or their cumulative load lifted because the eccentrics are so slow. You are 
you're essentially seeping energy and you're becoming less efficient okay. in those lifts. I get that, but it depends what the purpose of the lift is. Like, yeah. for example, if you were to do like a bench press and you were to take the eccentric a little bit slower, the whole point yeah. with that would be to get used to loading a bar with stability in a wrist path that was actually going to be re relatively mm. stable. You mm. see, if you then bent, bent, you're never going to get in a position where you can then no, load I'm... with control. Yeah, so I again, agree and I, I disagree. I don't necessarily... Because I don't see the point of necessarily upping... No, I fucking don't, weight on either side to, for the sake of just oh volume what i'm trying to say it's not black and white but i'm saying if you're if you're going at a tempo that is like eight seconds on an eccentric the chances of you 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 know diminishing your potential to then progressively overload okay, the totals. I very i i have to say i know in the sense of like again coming back to our little communities in each industry i can very much appreciate uh, who and where those people that would be training very, very fucking slowly would be. <laughs> but I do think that is not for the general population. I have never, I don't, when I see it, oh, it's a good day, but I really rarely see people train with with a good enough tempo. Like, I really, really like never see no, it. No, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it is. So, like, actually, guys, between, slow it's... the fuck down. Do you know what I mean? I always say to Mark, "Where are they going? Do you know what I mean? Where are they going? Are they off yeah, somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the speed you go at, do you know what I mean, is really going to also if you want to grow muscle. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, again, like if you don't ever have the, your time in that position, you know what I mean? The positions that you should be in relative to you're never going to grow the adequate muscle. You're not putting the right amount of tension. You're not stimulating it and like, you know, enough to grow lean muscle tissue. Mm, mm. So, you know, come down to doing like a hamstring curl. You do a hamstring curl lying, just like flying your legs in, you know, where have you actually stimulated, you know what I mean? To grow muscle. You, you, you're not, do you know what I mean? You're just moving frantically. Mm, yeah. You might as well then go and do plyometrics, like honestly. But I do think it sounds like it's like, but I think it's one of these things where when you get that structure, you realise like, we're not in a rush to do fucking anything here. No. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm actually going to think about what I'm doing. Mm. I'm going to do it with purpose. Be and present. I can assure you the results will be 10 times better than what mm. you ever imagined. And I, I put more it down. More time efficient, more efficient. Absolutely in, in time every, efficient. You know, you're not going in there. You're not spending hours. You're getting in there. You're doing what exactly what you need to be done. You're pushing yourself to a comfortable position where you you know your body can adapt, but you know that you can recover from it, and it is just makes the entire process that much more enjoyable compared to, you know, really uh, high intensity uh, movements or exercises, super fatiguing, very daunting um unquantifiable you know these are the kind of things that most people generally take on board when it comes to exercise and then wonder why they find it very difficult to stay consistent or find value in being able to consistently train you know 52 weeks of a year essentially give or take your rest days but mo most of the the time spent exercising because either it's too intense the exercise selection is is wrong um, can I just stop you there because I agree like the too intense of like doing too much but I also want to talk on the fact of I also think that there are times where like you want to enjoy things wonderful mm. but sometimes in life and most of the time and every time in life 
when we want to be better at something, we do need to take ourselves out of that comfort zone. Of course. And so when you say um, you want to enjoy it and be you know, comfortable in what you're doing, because then you're going to do it 10 times more, do you know what I mean, mm. obviously, mm. that absolutely makes sense in the consistency mm. element of it. But in my eyes, I would say that you still, when you get to the point where you're enjoying it and it's comfortable, if you are still expecting to see a physical result, yeah. then you need to be then looking at your intensity and saying, I need to increase this intensity because, or you need to adapt something in the sense of your tra your training program. But yeah. it is one of these things where I, I, I almost feel like, I don't, there are parts of people, there are people as again in groups, some that enjoy exercising, some that absolutely hate exercising. And, you know, I always speak and what we speak about really is probably directed at those that really like exercising because it's only really relative to you. Mm. But I do think that like exercise has been one of these things where like, because for some very strange reason, the same with nutrition, like this human biology that literally will see your health through until the day you fucking die has never really been highlighted as something like, it's like we're almost forced to do it. And I think that element yeah. has, has a bit of a problem with the fact that everything needs to then be comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's fine, but you are exercising, you know, you're on the you know, you're on the bike for 30 minutes, do you know what I mean? I just think, okay, not everybody is going to be, you know, lifting to relative RP all the time. I'm not saying that that's completely ridiculous. Mm. But I am saying is the fact that, like, at what point was everything meant to be wrapped up in cotton wool? I'm not sure. Because, because we had to all be inclusive to every single person so that everyone feels comfortable. No, no, we own, don't. Absolutely cannot please everybody in this world. Because I've learned that very quickly. Everybody... You know, everyone's at a different level. Everyone's at different stages in their lives. But we talk from a strength and conditioning quite like, like element where we help people grow lean muscle tissue, can literally transform their physiques, transform mm. their lifestyles, transform their nutrition. Like every single day of our life for the past fuck many years. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And so I come to the point of I don't maybe like where I speak at right now. I can't be inclusive of those that don't get it because it it's too hard it's, it's no, not I'm, something I, that you I'm, would have experienced yeah, of course. is it something that you should experience if you're looking at your physique do you know what i mean mm. and you're going ah do you know what i mean like that you know i come to the point of like additional resistance as well so when we mm. were in when we went to south africa mm -hmm. we obviously had like our own gym that we'd built and it had obviously huge amounts of equipment in it mm. um but for us for example it wasn't enough external resistance for mm -hmm. a lot of it which meant a lot of our training plateaued and so did our physiques <laughs> like, yeah, of course, for yeah. a long period of time and i'll be brutally honest mm. about that like um because the goals that we were trying to achieve were more muscle hypertrophy yeah and the resistance that we were we had to use was more predominantly bar work so the availability of stability which is lacking in bar work generally compared to machines or fixed range of motion uh, apparatuses then has a very a vastly different physique uh, outcome on your physique hence the reason why although crossfit athletes are very 
have got very impressive physiques when it comes to muscle mass they're not the exactly the most muscular yeah, individuals not. you might think that like that's absolutely bizarre we say that but in genuine terms in the sense of the men slight, slightly yeah, but different like, but the women like the women are savage do not get me fucking yeah, wrong they are they, they have are got relative don't let, but, but take the them into uh, like the put 1%. them in put one of them into an IFBB show yeah. and they'll come stone lost so yeah so if we we're talking physique like we obviously want to always uh we, we're striving on a physique level and also a strength level mm. and actually let's quickly talk about oh, i think we mentioned this briefly in exercise selection podcast that we did but why is it important that you if you are looking to grow muscle that stability is a factor in what you do in training because with stability comes mechanical tension, which is a prerequisite to muscle hypertrophy. So the mechanical tension comes from, again, the uh, hyper-focused, eccentric lengthening and concentric shortening of the muscle based around the pivots of, uh, let's say, for example, if you're doing a, a seated row or a one-arm row, your lat is anchoring around your spine, your thoracic spine, your lumbar spine, and then you're eccentrically loading the, the, the target muscle group in an isolated manner whilst the rest of the body remains completely and utterly st static. And that, when they've done hypertrophy studies, has been shown to elicit the most amount of high, uh, muscle growth response. So... When it, when it comes to like ballistic movements or movements that are like an Olympic lift, uh, you know, like a clean and a snatch, again, very impressive modalities when it comes to mobility and, uh, you know, uh, uh, plyometric strength and so on and so forth. But because the stimulus is essentially not all over the place, but spread out in such a uh, an explosive manner, the eccentric... Uh, hypertrophic response is far less than your mm -hmm. traditional, you know, static, stable, Smith machine, uh, what, I don't know, for whatever well, like muscle if you group you're something like If you looked at a one-arm row versus a seated row machine, like naturally speaking, depending on the row machine, like, you know, obviously we've got different ones at our gyms, but not naturally speaking, you're going to have your torso. The same as why actually let's let's this is one of the best comparisons a prone row versus a bent over yeah row. that's a very good so a prone row obviously is something that you lie face forward on a bench straight and mean chest is supported you allow your arms to fully extend obviously stretching through and then obviously squeeze your shoulder together row row up now that's going to put you in a position where your torso is stable so you can only really think about the movement mm. the row mm. okay mm. so the retraction mm. shoulder mm. the squeeze lats away you know what i mean mm. When you look at something like a bent over row, which is the, like mm. <laughs> number one hated exercise, it's uh, there's so much going on. Yeah, okay, so you've got is. to think right. You've got to have a good decent hip hinge. So you've got to be able to hip hinge. You know, Correct. you've got to be able to have your torso forward over mm -hmm. yeah, weight displays. You know, distributed in your heels. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You then got to hold the barbell in naturally either normally an overhand grip, which is a very weak positioning for most, mm -hmm. and probably is not the positioning you should be. Mm -hmm. Or you go underhand grip, but so and so forth. You end up where 
if you can't hinge your hips back, you know, you're going to be rounding forward. Yeah. It's too much going on. You've got you're to think of the hip hinge. The you're anchoring the, you know, the bar. Yeah. The bar's then bringing towards you. But naturally, yeah. if you bring weight to you and you're bent over, what do you think is mm. going to happen? You can't distribute your weight in your heels. You're mm. actually going to rock forward. And mm. then it's not working your back. Yeah. It's fucking up your back. There's generally, a difference. Generally, as coaches, when we watch uh, or coach clients, the first initial reaction for the person is to utilize momentum in that exercise to then f complete the reps. So you say, all right, we want, we're going to aim for 10 reps. Let's say they get to about rep six and they, the, the form starts to break down. Most people are then going to start to utilize momentum to then uh, utilize the kinetic energy from the momentum to then you to transfer it into the lengthening and the contraction of the muscle group and with when it, when that starts to happen that's when you start to then get obviously get less draw um less benefit from the from the exercise itself from the reps itself the junk volume starts to accumulate and that's when you have to then make sure that the the, the right weight is then utilized mm. form is then utilized um and consistently the coaching cues of being able to minimize momentum to then increase stability is where you start to gain the uh, the vast majority out of the the exercises you know the most people that i would speak to that like a new like a new client or a beginner client or all the clients that have ever started do you know what i mean that mm. have been like beginners with us mm. is they always say like i feel like you know like a baby cow do you know what i mean like a calf like trembling around my knees are all over the place that like, you know because mm. it's trying to seek that stability mm. so you know stability is so beneficial for all levels of you know yeah. physique advancement you know so you've got the bodybuilders who we have to be able to in that level be able to lift as much weight put mm. as much weight resistance mm. through you know so that obviously means stability mm. you're not going to be lifting your most amount of weight on a bent over row when you're thinking about you know you're going to be limited with the amount of weight mm. you can you can actually row yeah. you see then go and put yourself in a stable position mm. maximum amount of you're able to row but, yeah, so again, it, it's yeah. same so i think like everyone see, is seeking mm. stability in training and somewhere or another whether you do a Bulgarian split squat and you think you're going to fall over you know you need you know mm. when you're doing a step up and you feel you know you feel you're, like you a newborn like it's it's because it, uh, again when it comes to joint stability a stable joint is a strong joint yeah so when you're doing the certain movements and you're struggling to find stability that's because somewhere in your kinetic chain there is a weak muscle or some usually form of hips. muscle dif dysfunction exactly that usually in the hip so let's say for example a step up hip extension is a very good exactly or a for example you're doing a, a, a single leg squat and you're you're slowly lowering your hips down towards the bench and your knee caves in and you experience knee valgus because the the integrity of the hip especially the glute medius is not facilitating its main mm. role in hip function so say for example you've got flat feet exactly, okay so yeah. naturally you're going to be a more internally rotated exactly, knee yeah. naturally you're going to have a weaker glute med you know on the Precisely. you know on the side of the glute which means naturally when you stand up a lot of people a lot of people your posture doesn't sit in a position where you've ever extended your head. So a lot of time you'll see when mm. people sit into that interior pelvic till, you've had no stability placed through mm. your hip joint at all. Correct. You're, you're relying on like, 
well, let's just say, like, not the best areas of your body to literally hold you up. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important. You're never not going to be in an anterior pelvic tilt. Like, there, you know, you can't just break all your fucking pelvis and hope it's going to be... Nobody's in a completely neutral pelvis positioning. But you can... Yeah, you've got to be less than 15 degrees. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but you know, you can obviously bring yourself as close as you can yeah, back to centre, you know. And that's why it's so important because, you know, the amount of times that we have clients who start with us, you know what I mean? As Mark said, when you're doing those lower body exercises, it happens a lot with lower body, mm. um, where you're lowering down, you don't know where your stability is coming from. You know, mm. as I said, you, you've never you've never placed weight through there before. Yeah. That's why even standing on one leg is such mm. a challenge for yeah. so many people. Or like just like yeah, standing on one leg, bringing your knee to your chest will is will one of throw the hardest people, movements. Yeah, yeah, me. will throw people off their balance because they're in, the the most people's hips have an inability to function independently of one another. That's so, again coming back down to exercise selection. Mm. Why unilateral work done properly, obviously, mm. is so important. I put, I literally put the. I put our methodology, like unilateral, like I mean, our clients know this, do you know what I mean? But unilateral work is is the, the literal foundation mm. and pillar of your whole training. Like yeah, if you are not lifting single sides on things or practicing single leg stability in some exercises or something, you, you, you are, to. you're not, you're you not in to. a it's full. Not, there's, it's no que- there's no questions about it. You have to to utilize unilateral movements to keep you as symmetrical as possible. And you know what a lot of people say, well, unilateral movements are so much harder it's because there's two sides, obviously. Yeah. You've got to do more volume, like in the yeah. sense of like, it is yeah. more fatiguing. But it, you know, like how many people I say, like, again, I come back to the stepping stones, mm. you know, want to be able to do a pull up, do you know what I mean? But not just one pull up. Mm. I sound like one of those adverts, want to be able to do a pull up, not just one pull up. You know, then all of these stepping stones are getting you there, but you've got to actually do them and get relatively strong in them mm-hmm. in order for you to, you know, and there's so much, you know, if we look at a pull-up, there's so much to a pull-up in the sense of like body weight, oh, so height, arm, so limb much, length, yeah. like, you know. Scapular mobility, the, you know, there's just literally, you So know, like you always strength. see like, why can like a short person, like a really petite person, like pull themselves up? Mm. Well, one, their body weight's obviously much, tends to yeah. be lower. Two, their height, they've got hardly <laughs> Yeah, the arms are, when the you're arms like are. five for eight like me do you know what I mean as it, like I mm, said to, I said this hard. to a client the other day who was like is really trying to get like a lot of our clients female clients want to get really strong at pull ups and uh, she's like god I'm getting better do you know what I mean with the assisted ones but she was like you know like it's mm. so hard and I said look like I'll be fucking honest with you like I remember the days where I could never do a pull up mm. but I had to get so physically strong. I was saying this the other day, like for mm. me to be able to do it for reps, more than a lot of people would have mm. to, because I've, I'm not a petite individual. Mm. Now I, I, I'm. I would say, what would you describe me as, Mark? I can't really describe Sexy. myself. Sexy. No, Mark. In the sense of like actual like physical thing, oh. like, like. Boner material. Um, oh my I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. That's very childish. Yeah, it's childish. Um, you just look very physically capable. Physically capable. If, if anything, okay. you would probably be a sprinter. Uh, like yeah, a short, I, I actually sometimes think that people think on their own. Sprinter. I've got the quads to sprint. Like, I yeah. would definitely, and I've also got the lower body to have the power. Yeah, of I would say like a hundred. Not meters, long distance running. A hundred meters or two hundred meters or something like Maybe that. Maybe I should start running. No, no, not running, sprinting. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, like it took so long. I had to like re- re- think about it. If your body weight, you know, you've got to get relatively strong on either side because mm, I just, mm. I remember the day where I was like, oh, mm. you, 
back in the day in London, I remember this because I didn't have much much time to really put towards my own training because I was so busy training other people that I just mm. didn't have the time and energy behind it. And I remember just being like, oh, I should really be able to do a fucking pull up for Christ's sake, mm. like your strength's going, you know, you're not really... and I just couldn't, do you know what I mean? And I remember being like, I'm not gonna get demoralized about trying to do one pull up when I could get really fucking great at all the rest of the exercises. And then one day, yeah. I'll just, just be able to going. pull up. And that's literally how it happened. But that's the story and the journey of pull-ups for most people. It's like... But some people just months, try and try and try and try the same of... movement. And they struggle to get them for reps. Yeah. But and if you again, do if you're not going through the movements of like strengthening your lats with pull-downs, one-arm rows, and, and working subsequent biceps, triceps, shoulders, core, and you're not having the goal, and you're just... Your attempt of trying to do an exercise or a pull-up is just after your session just jumping up and trying and you're like oh my god I've, I've just tried for six months and i can't do it yeah like it's not ready you're fatigued <laughs> point one then like you, two, you know what i mean you, you need you... to manage your expectations like yeah like george was saying the the amount of graft that she put into you know starting from doing a one arm a single arm row with x amount working away all the way up to 42 and a half 45 kilos like that's taken you years to do that and over the months of banded assisted pull-ups eccentric pull-ups working her biceps doing this 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 and this i watched you go from the band all the different color bands and getting and uh, progressively overloading all the the accessory muscle groups and stuff like that to now where you're literally doing like on a bad day you do sets of eight which is ridiculous I know, I love that on a bad day. Yeah. Like speaking down to me like it's a bad day. Or if I'm no, on I'm just period. saying, like on a bad day, <laughs> you do period. eight. Most yeah. people can't, most, like, I don't know any woman, I've never seen a woman do sets of 10 pull-ups with my eyes. I've seen I've seen a couple, but I think it's relative, depends on the hand placement. And also, like, there's always arguments for and against. I, I'm not really in a competition with anybody else other than myself. I always think that's pathetic if I can't do more. But like, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's also a will and a want. Do you know what I mean? And I, I look, and don't get me wrong, when I speak on this podcast, I'm sat here as a professional. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. a sense of, like, it's my job to, again, I come down to the point, not many like jobs a lot of people completely want... associate yourself with the Yeah, Mondays. but when it comes to this time topic of, like, training and lifting and doing looking a certain way but a lot of people want a lot of things verbally but when it comes down to like okay you want x y and z this is how you're going to action it and these are the sacrifices you're going to need to make and so on and so forth then the actual want is not as do you know what I mean? You know, We're having this discussion where like, it was like they speak down at people. So a lot, and so like, wants to change their body composition so much because they get super motivated. It's just like, well, if so and so was so motivated to look a certain way, then why haven't they addressed their nutrition like we've told them to do for the last, you know, six months? Well, no, the I want think it's and the desire and everything. Again, everybody wants in this day and age, but when it comes down to like, okay, well, what are you going to do to get it? But I also feel like when you're at the top, like of the top of like, like people will always directly compare themselves to you. I've had this a lot actually, as like I've probably like people always directly like, you know, it's 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 not necessarily like a friendly thing either. Mm. It's a direct comparison where you've got somebody who's like a it's do you know what's hard is because a lot our market falls in not like, you know, as much as we work with athletes, like Mm. we don't we're not talking at a market right now of those that 
are like the 1% of like, you know, so we're talking to you like where you are general population, you like going to the gym. And so we're going to be talking about it from a fitness, health, Mm. strength, vanity point of view in an almost Mm. way. But I, I do think that like a lot of the time people's, you know, people do look at other people, even most of the time you look at the one percent oh yeah they look ridiculous i mean because you know you're never gonna fucking get that you'll so you'll talk down at people just so that you feel like you're slightly better like you know what i mean better about yourself Mm. and and again it comes down to how many times you admire people's physiques through like either a video or a photo Mm. and then think oh I've got this, but you just have no context to their life. Like, I have to understand that, you know, that I'm not, I don't really disclose much of our life, like our life at all, really. I, no. I, I associate with work and no. what I do, like, as I always say, it's very rare to be in a career, do you know what I mean? Where your job and your life is directly associated with itself. Like, it's like the whole thing of like, I need to look a certain way in order to yeah, fit into yeah, a category yeah, of people yeah, like that, you know, so. For sure. It, it's it's one of these things where you know I speak about it and I'm thinking well I want to look at it a certain way I want to achieve this blah blah but is it actually realistic to like so many people absolutely not like, imagine if other professions were like that you're like hmm, you don't look like a lawyer so yeah. we're not going to listen to you yeah but how many people when people are turned <laughs> up with like face tattoos and like fully tatted and they've yeah. got an amazing business idea and people are like you look like a prison convert do you yeah, know what I mean like so genuinely yeah. like and it's just shit because it's completely yeah. judges upon the character but again i fail i fail i will fail to agree with anybody who Mm. says different to this unless you are being encouraged to be uh of a larger size do you know what i mean Mm. and you're in that market you are not buying from somebody in our industry that's not in shape um, because you buy mm. what somebody looks like, not what they fucking know. And you deep down know that as well. <laughs> you deep down fucking know that you are only Be buying honest. something because you're like, she looks fucking good, or he looks good in yeah. that, or, oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, she yeah. looked nice in that sports bra, I'll buy that. Yeah. And you look like That's fucking true. opposite, That's and then you get really depressed. You know how many people are people like, oh, mm. you know... Oh, I saw so-and-so on Instagram. It'll be like a fucking bodybuilder. It'll be like a WBFF world bikini title. Mm, I do think it's a bit masculine. You know I mean? And you're like, mm, do you even have a fucking clue how hard it is to get to that position? Like, you know, it's always like throwing mm. that shade, but you're directly comparing yourself to literally the 1% of the world. It's like going, oh, do you know what, actually? That mm. one transaction I made has put me in the same level as fucking, like, Warren JP Buffett. Morgan. Yeah, you know what I mean? In fact, actually, I reckon I could be the next Amazon, do you know what I mean? Because mm. you've just sold one thing, do you know what I mean, on Vinted. Like, yeah. it's it's genuinely that thing. It's that direct comparison. Why are you doing it with the top percent? And even those that are not mm. the top percent in the sense of athletic physique, sporting mm. physiques, mm those that are of the influence as well do you mm, know what i mean like mm. i really want to tell you this deep down because me and mark have had the absolute wonders of working with a lot of mm, these people mm. they don't look anything like no. they do in fact and i don't want to that's not i never say names do you know what i mean but i'm not sure but it is one of those things it's completely false perception i feel like that's why i'm not not not, not necessarily bitter or pessimistic but having interacted <laughs> with if, uh, alternate versions of reality you know when you're especially in the in the london circles training this 
you know, the celebrities and the socialites and all these people that are known for looking a certain way. And then when you get the, to the session and you rock up and you're like, oh, you, I remember seeing I, a very, very well-known supermodel. Catfishing on a, on, on a grand scale. Like I remember like a very, 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 very well-known supermodel being in there and just literally being like, Oh, just I literally don't, I couldn't even recognise it. Like, and, and I, I genuinely mean that. Like, supermodels are wonderful. You actually know how to work a camera, but it's, it is, and that's like, I'm not saying people could admire to a supermodel now, but in the London scene they do because the skinnier, the mm, fucking better. Yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah. do I look paper thin? I'm not sure. Please make me paper thin. Like, you know, as a, one of our clients said the other day, do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. Like, she went to a, a dinner party with like 20 women for women mm. you know what i mean empowerment Chelsea and it woman. was just like it was just a bunch of women pushing salad around their plate do you yeah. know what i mean like snorting lines of cocaine in the toilet so it's not exactly with kids do you know what I mean? like fuck like what like they've got kids it's just bizarre like you know but i, I say in like the fact that you know when you look at a physique whether it's a fucking model or an influencer or a sporting athletic like just remember, you're actually nothing like them. Do you know what I mean? This is why I'm very conscious of only talking about practical senses of our job because the reality is, is that I like to talk about personal experience because we've got enough of it, do you know what I mean? In the sense of our own personal experience with our work and also mm. ourselves. Mm. But there is a fine line between when we say certain things to what it actually means to somebody else, do you know what I mean? And also just not falling into the trap of just thinking like, oh, because that's our relative goal, that it also should be yours, because that's just factually incorrect. And I do think with like, exercise and like what you look like physique-wise, it's yeah. so easy, like you you 100% have an idea of what somebody else looks like on your body, do you know what I mean? You're not looking at yourself going, what? I know that I could really carve out a great physique here. You're looking at somebody else's carved out physique and then like sticking it onto your body and going, yeah, mm, I think that would look nice. Do you know what I mean, it's like, yeah. well, what, what did that person do to get there? And so, yeah, I mean, look, I have to say, I would 100% hands down say that the top physiques in our, in our industry, the top, top physiques that compete, yes. Hand on my heart, they I don't compete. know one of those females that has not had an eating disorder. So just to put that into context, it's not always just like fucking, I look amazing, tanned mm. and like lean and oh mm. my God, my mm. ass is great. I've got no cellulite. I look better than you. Mm. Like there is a huge <laughs> amount of mental work that's like, it's that's like, going I'm on. I'm scared of food. <laughs> I'm scared of food. I don't eat anything. I just need to compete to show yeah. people that's okay. Do yeah. you know what I mean? To oh, be this I've obsessed. just had 300 more calories than I should. I need to go and do shit. i cardio. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's just one of these things. I think it's so important that, like, people just... It's hard not to compare. I think this is the time of the year where, like, people think that you meant to have, like, kicked off the yeah, year with such a... Comparison is shoved down our throats every single day when you go online or you go, you know, anywhere, really, where, the, you know, it used to be keeping up with the Joneses next door, making sure that... And now it's you see it rammed down your throat when you go online, whether it's advertising, whether wonder, it's social media. You honestly, wonder why we're in like a mental health like. And you just pandemic. and the thing is, is you always, always, always see the and such an altered version of reality to the point where, and because we always see behind the curtain with with clients we've and people that we've. <laughs> 
that we've worked with, you can see you can you see somebody go on holiday and behind the scenes they're having the shittest time. Yeah. They're fighting <laughs> with their spouses. And you'll be on like a call they're, with they're, them. They're, the cars, the the engines fallen out the fucking out the bonnet. You know they've just been stung by a group of wasps. And but all you see on social media is like just the best things, and you just think, fuck, that person's really having a good time. I wish yeah, I could. The other be doing day that. I was with a client. Do you know what I mean? And, and she was showing me photos of like the weekend or whatever. And I said, oh god, that's such a cute photo of all of you. Yeah, it was absolutely a raging argument. To be honest yeah. with you, it was a false yeah, photo. That's what you know I'm what I mean? Saying. It's the one that goes up on Instagram. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, Dill Brett, uh, Dil put up a whole bunch of really nice photos of his weekend away. And your, um, I was speaking to your mom in in, in the session. She, oh, Dylan looks like he had a wonderful time. Well, not really. Yeah, actually, Dylan's car <laughs> exploded the on the way there. Like, literally, <laughs> him and his missus had a massive uh, argument to the point where they didn't speak to each other for like a week. And so, no, not really. I always said this, and I said, if you ever, if you've been a long-term listener of our podcast, I think I said on like one of our first ever episodes. I said, like, if there's not a podcast out, it's normally because me and Marco are in a raging argument. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or it's on my period. And usually it is that. Because, like, it's normally around my period that you won't have... Uh, <laughs> you won't have a podcast. <laughs> because I genuinely can't breathe around anybody without just fucking raging. Um, so it's just best to not entertain people with that. We'll end up in an argument. But I do think it's just such a fault. You're right. Like, everything is a bit of a false mm. sense of reality. And we're shoved down it all day, every all day. day. You know, we have all gone day. through the loops on every sense from business to personal to fact you know everybody does it everybody's in competition with each other in some weird way or another mm. and so it's just best focus as I always say on like always speak again like I said mm. to you to do in the gym do you know what I mean you should always talk back to yourself not fucking with, don't be like me like I talk to myself all day but you know, you should always say to yourself, was that hard enough? Did I train? Mm. You know, you know, asking mm. yourself Quantifying. questions so you're more self-aware, like, of what you're, yeah. what you're doing. Mm. That's exactly the same in every sense, really. Mm. You know, mm. just speaking back to yourself and being like, mm, do you think that's actually realistic? Mm. Right. You know, and it really does help you rather than just going with your gut. Do you know what I mean, oh, that looks good, flying off, you know, doing something and then regretting it. For um, sure. For but again, sure. just remember that when we talk about all of this stuff, it is relative to goals and goals that are probably do you think one day what do you think uh towards the end of your career that you'll write oh, jesus a, christ a the book. end of my career i don't feel like that's ever going to happen no it won't hopefully i'll die oh hopefully i'll die brain aneurysm or oh like a heart attack whilst i'm in the gym that's do you know what that's fucking awful because yeah. we know our neighbor like lost their husband to yeah. like a like on holiday just yeah. literally suddenly yeah, literally. of a heart like no don't do that sudden is the worst i'd rather you were no when i'm like 90 odd oh so you actually think you're gonna last that long? yeah hopefully well actually you've got quite good well mm, mm. my dad 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 had cancer but he, that was like he, he treated that like he had like a, a sore throat plug, sore throat yeah exactly yeah. it's the african mentality just yeah he was just it. like like mm. dude you got cancer and he was like yeah so yeah, I know. It's kind of bizarre. You're like, oh my you're God, like how's that all day? Yeah, I mean, everyone's fine. literally crying. You're like, you're yeah, like just but so how's dad? Everyone okay? Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he's just there sailing through. Yeah, but again, people chill. deal with things differently. It depends on what you've been through. Yeah. It's also the reality that you live in. Do you know what I mean? As mm. to how you deal with things. But yeah, I mean, I do think that 90, I think fine at 90, I'll yeah. probably be, I'll be a bit younger. Yeah. Still fresh to go on the new relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! What? Like, if you won't, you won't be able to get an erection at ninety. Watch me. 
fucking watch me. Watch me, I'm going to be fucking erect when I'm dead. Yeah, <laughs> you will be, though, just because be, that's what happens. What, all the blood just goes to my... Doesn't it happen when you, somebody mm. dies? That a, with, Open not, casket. Not a woman. Open casket, raging erection, yeah. and then you're going to have like... Going I'll, out the way, just I'll the way I'll get a willy wanted. piercing for you. Like, so then you can have a like Prince a... Prince Albert. Oh my God, that's what it's called, a Prince Albert. It's not yeah. a Prince Andrew. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> It's a Prince Andrew. <laughs> No, a Prince uh, Albert. Oh my God! I remember watching Embarrassing Bodies. There's something went wrong with that. Uh, sorry, that, if no, you've got Prince Albert, I'm sorry, is. I'm judging you. There was a guy that his, and a nipple piercing. Christ, how do you do that? There ah. was a guy called Adam Weston at school that Don't gave himself a <laughs> foreskin piercing in the back of the maths class with, what, a, with a compass. Yeah. yeah, the fucking compass. I used to think I was yeah. well called tattooing Byro into my hand with the compass. Like the compass in his dick. Oh my god! Did anyone else used to get pins and stick them through their skin? Oh, like it loads was of dudes. Yeah. Loads of dudes. Yeah, th- I mean that's not okay. Loads but like of you dudes. used to like it's a bit bizarre though, isn't it? That you always used to have your willy out. Do you know what I mean? Very, very often. Oh, that's just bizarre that all your yeah. friends know. Like just the willies are out. Dicks out. Yeah, but that was the thing. Tell like, me if, if you no. Got tell weird, everyone on the podcast about that mum about... that used to. <laughs> Oh, Madeline Fussman. Don't say the fucking name. Well, they're, they're nobody podcast. listens to it. But uh, morale, what? I'll sell morale Linforth. No. Oh. <laughs> nobody of the people that you're talking about listen to it. Well, it's just the fact that we, we have a viral. large audience that are listening to it. And you probably yeah. should just well, say Matt. No, uh, no. Morale Linforth, she knows. She was always, she, AKA, one for the road. Oh, God. <laughs> no. This is a mum of She'd one like, of the take boys. you home. Pick you up and then you'd stop off at everyone else's house for one for the road and you only get home at fucking four o'clock in the well, afternoon. She was just the next drinking because she's alcohol. Yeah, 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 bad. It was, yeah. Anyway, it was quite a lot of alcohol. So on Matt's uh, 18th birthday at like six in the morning, the parents had been drinking pretty much the, since the day before. People were still going strong. And Matt's mum comes out and she lines 15 dudes up and she's like, right, boys. Get all of your cocks out. We're going to have a cock measuring competition. No, that's just not okay for a mum to do that. What the fuck? Hilarious. Like, it's, it's, you know, you, you wonder, do you know what I mean, mm. where all these sexual predators are coming from in, in every cock. sense. I want to see how big all your, your how, cocks how are. How old were you? We were 18. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Okay. Dudes got their cocks out. Of course they fucking did. They probably yeah. want it sucked off as well. Do you know what I mean? Daniel saw had his took his pants off and then wiped his dog on his ass on the dance floor like a dog. Oh my god, it's just like it's gross. I just clearly was not brought up around like boys. Yeah, like, yeah very masculine. It's not masculine. That's a bit weird. That's like salt burn vibes. To be quite it fucking is, honest but it's with quite you, funny though. you be drinking come out of the fucking plug hole at this rate. I always found it like certain elements of. Uh, Colonial or boys, boys school, school stuff like oh, that was yeah. always a bit mm, homoerotic, yeah, yeah. yeah. soggy biscuits and all well, that. Well, it's like, why do you think all these men are catered for prison? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like dudes <laughs> jizzing on each other and stuff. Like, where do you it's get like, that from? Do you know what I mean? Like, like you like could that. just have a wank and think of a woman, like a woman maybe over it. Do you know what I mean? But instead, like in prison, they have to like shove like, oh god, like when you drop soap in the shower. Well, the borders, or, like, the borders like, were quite. I used to sell FHMs and GQ magazines to the borders. No, you didn't, Mark. I did. I don't think you were that much of an entrepreneur at such a young age, were you? I did. 
Oh, so you, you, love, you love uh, wanking off to that H. Oh, yeah, FHM. I just bought one at the corner shop. No, I used to buy them at the... I used to buy them in bulk. <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> Honestly, Mark, do you know what I mean? Is this Costco for porn? Do you know no, what I, mean? I used to go to the I used to go to the flea market and I used to pick them up so and then I used to so where buy them for one fifty. Like vibe, that's definitely not FHM or like. GQ no, when we vibe. first met, and <laughs> that time. What yeah. when I was first when I when we first met, Mark? I put into context. Yeah. You were like this tanned, quite scary, like looking individual. Where I thought there's no fucking chance this guy's mm. gonna be interested with me. Like. Mm. There you mm. were, fucking the opposite, latched on oh. for the fucking visa. Anyway, frothing, uh, frothing. Um, and I was latched this sort on of for the visa. Listen, bit of a fucking, a bit of a uh, mm. SW raccoon. Do you know what I mean? A <laughs> like South a of Sun, uh, just like a, a fucking fox in the Yeah, I was uh, definitely like I, I wouldn't say it was my best looks then. You know, I I don't know. Like, I definitely think I've I've grown into myself a bit more. Me, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. But you know, your plan. That that was the goal. But like, I I don't really know where the like. So I can't exactly say the fetish met. Like when I like I wouldn't even have had a bicep then. I feel like the fetish only comes when there's muscle involved. <laughs> no. No, I absolutely am certain that I think you'd dump a girl if there was no muscle on her. <sighs> That's and you knew with me that incorrect. I was work in progress. You knew with me I was work in progress. There's nearly what seven, eight years between us. Mm-hmm. You knew that I was work in progress. Mm. Mature you looked at like my a mum fine and wine. you thought you look okay. Do you know what I mean? That's what Richard always... said. <laughs> That's what my dad said. He said, "Whenever you see a woman, make always sure before mom, you yeah. commit, make sure you look at, a mo- at the mother. It's true, though. Because if the mother's not very good looking, then that's what you can look forward to. But is it not the same for then look at the dad and then you end yeah, up? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> you end up fucking the father of your like, oh my, uh, oh, that right, sure that's happened a loads of times. There. I yeah, that has happened many times. Yeah, loads of times. I but know. yeah, I mean, look, you just knew that I was work in progress. Of course, of course, of course. love that. Of course, so yeah. I kept you by." Groomed you. You, oh my god! Don't say that. We're gonna I groomed get groomed you. What Rochdale gang? Just like your new driver's license picture. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's going. If anything ever happens, that's going definitely going. That's going on the Daily Mail. Yeah, that will be my Daily um, both Mail. Both mine and Mark's driving license photos literally look like we would either. Bonnie sec- and Clyde. Bon- we either have murdered people or are about to do a huge amount of fraud. Like we look like the two oh, that yes. like. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah, a grey hoodie yeah. in mine. I look like a convict. Some, some disability fraud where you've, some reason, you've I think pretended I was your... to have a broken back and you've claimed benefits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you live in, you live, yeah, yeah, you're claiming every disability benefit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you live, All oh my I God. needed was like one of those things to go around my neck for whiplash. Like somebody like I saw that came out the job centre, like limped in, limped into the doctors and like walked straight out and just because they could get their things signed off. Yeah. But yeah, no, we definitely don't look. And I think I was, I was a bit inflamed. Have, not inflamed. I actually look, I look like a, I look quite glamorous in my dri- driver's license, but in mm. like an almost Russian escort way. Because yeah. my lips look huge. My jawline looks quite pierced. And I've got obviously quite full mm. eyelashes. My hair's down and mm. blonde. Mm. And yeah, Mark's just looks like Roger mm. <laughs> I look, you're no good. You're like a drug dealer, but look, at this rate, we'll all be drug dealers. Um, a lot of people, when they first see me, or like they have very warped preconceived notions of who I am or what I'm about. Yeah, because I would say that you don't, like, weirdly enough, you don't look very friendly. Which is funny, that, but neither do I. Everyone fucking annoys me that people... 
people always think that like I need to smile whilst I exercise. Like fuck off. Like have you trained hard enough? <laughs> because <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep my composure when pe- when you film like with training because mm. like normal. But I do think it's one of those things. It's a bit weird. I don't think I've got a very friendly. Until you absolutely get talking to me, I'm not. Mm. I would probably mm. also have a resting bitch face. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that you're a bigger human than the average man mm. and like mm. men probably think or women the same that you're about to go and attack them so who knows <laughs> on that note <laughs> you can hopefully not yeah. attack me um i can't you because you're on that special moment of the month no oh, okay so Mark, no we did sucky, not need sucky no sucky sucky there'd be a lot more sucky sucky if it was that <laughs> mark don't don't lie <laughs> let's but we're married let's be honest we're fucking married, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.